You're listening to a Big Finish production. And I'm ravenous. That's my impression of the ravenous there. You can have that one. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Oh, you see, these dots suggest a star field. What, viewed from wherever the ravenous were imprisoned? Not a guess. So we simply have to identify them and... Eleven? I... Something's the matter. Really? Not from where I'm standing. Uh, this is the Big Finish podcast launched on the 7th of April 2019. Unicorn Benji. Hello, you lovely people. Hello. The Big Finish family welcomes you in. Yes, come in, sit down. We have tea crumpets, a selection <laughs> of uh, a selection of novelty-shaped spiros. Um <laughs> And all of us here love you. We really do. We love you, and especially your ears. Marvellous ears. Mm. Um, and because we are, indeed, the purveyors of the finest audio drama and audio books right mm. now in front of you. There. I'm Benji Clifford. Yes. I work here making sounds and music and uh, dusting the corners of uh, various rooms. <laughs> this here is Nick Briggs, and he writes words, directs actors, and makes lots of funny noises, too. <laughs> Go on, Nick. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, hello. Uh, lovely that you popped by. We've got a new website. Have you seen it, Benji? I certainly have seen it. Yeah, it was quite uh, amusing when I saw the announcement. It was on April the 1st. I thought yes. this could be the, the best <laughs> April Fool's joke ever. The running gag that's been going on for years. But yes, we've finally done it. It's yes. brilliant. And, uh, you know. Well, I mean, it was a bit of an April Fool's joke because, of course, uh, people's apps, if you had lots of. Um, big finish downloads uh, your app wasn't getting them all because the server hadn't been set right so if you didn't have many you were laughing and probably thinking why are these people complaining that the app isn't working mine's fine I, my my seven downloads are fine <laughs> but it's people who had a, a, you know 500 downloads which is a lot of you uh, and above you know that's what made it go funny I think with I all these things, though, there's there's teething problems, aren't there? Whenever you hmm. launch a new service and things, but um, I think it's really cool that we've finally done it and we've moved on into the 21st century and uh, yes, finally. gotten ourselves a new swanky-looking website. And it's gorgeous as well. I love it. It's it's really modern and, and simplistic and does everything. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. Well, well, it does all the things that the old site did, and it does a whole load of new things. And, you know, testament to uh, Chris Griffin, who uh, was running the, yeah, running the project for quite some time with Ed Hughes from Hughes Media, and Sue Cowley, who has been running it right up to the point of it being uh, released and is still working on it now, works on it all the time. She's got a real mind for detail. And, uh, you know, it was a great pain for her that there were things wrong when it started. But, you know, she she and Ed got it sorted really, really quickly. So just apologies for everyone. You know, I know it was upsetting. Change is always upsetting. Uh, I, I don't like change much, but for me, this wasn't a change because I've been looking at it for two years. <laughs> well, and I think the good thing is it's in safe hands. You know, with people yes. looking after it like Sue, I think we're going to be fine. I think that's yes. the main thing. So you don't have to worry, and as and as looking from an outsider's perspective, I've already Good. seen that we've been very fast to sort of tackle things and give updates and stuff like that. So let us know if anything does does uh, go awry, and mm. we'll see what we can do. 
Well, and of course, I should mention our new head of marketing, Steve Berry, who uh, just ha- happened to start work on the day that the podcast launched. And, <laughs> That's a thrill. Uh, so he, he the website launched. The, 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 the website launched. Did I say podcast? Yeah, he said the podcast launched. No, it's, been going, it's been going for years, Nick. <laughs> yes, this podcast... <laughs> We've been deve- we've been editing it for two years. Yeah, two years, this up. one. Actually, yeah. there's a slight glitch in the website. It unfortunately means that I now have to speak like this from now on. Um, and so like a fly in a very nasty bottle of ointment. <laughs> oh, uh, you think it's John Pertwee, do you? It sounds it's a John bit Pertwee. Yes. I noticed that John Carl's oh, oh, impersonation oh, oh, of John Pertwee. Oh, and a slice of cake. One of, one of the key things is to have a slightly out of breath thing at the, ev- <laughs> the end of everything you say, like yes. you haven't quite got enough breath to finish the sentence. Do you think that works? It's quite good, isn't it? I like I've that, never yeah. tried it before. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> anyway, yes, yes, so uh, Steve um, organised the, I'm afraid the glitch hasn't been fixed, I'm still <laughs> speaking like this. Uh, Steve uh, had uh, an update news story going that was updated every now and again and uh, and Paddy was writing that as well Paddy Freeland our marketing assistant <laughs> I have to say it like that <laughs> I think hold on uh, yes that's better oh, uh, oh marvellous Sue, Sue's fixed the glitch and uh, oh, time uh, I wish I could approximate any impersonations of the other dogs yeah, I wasn't Ace, intending Ace. to be John personally <laughs> But there you go. The North anyway. Way. <laughs> Sunvik. <laughs> anyway, was that, the, was that the glitch? Yeah, it's sorted. Oh, well, I'm glad that's sorted out. I think that's, that's the main thing. Well, I suppose you better get on with the inventory for today because uh, we've got yes. a lot to get through. Yes, time the inventory is, must advance and then the cavalry. Time is uh, limited. I'll get out the inventory paper here. Oh, that's a lovely bit of paper. Like that's the longest piece of paper I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yes, sir. but we have got a lot to get through, you see. <laughs> so, coming up on this here podcast in a moment, uh, we look at the latest reviews of Big Finish's latest releases. And to do that, we'll be welcoming Big Finish producer and writer Alfie Shaw to the podcast. Oh, it's podcast yes. debut, isn't it, I believe? Uh, well, he's been interviewed on the podcast. Yes, he but, yeah. has. That's right. So it's his yeah. first first day entering the uh, the biosphere of madness. Um, <laughs> he's not here yet, but we have got a chair warmed up for him here, and we can just talk about you know talk about him behind his back if we like. Yeah, 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 sure. Dapper chap, sure. dapper chap. Good clothes. But yes, I've good look. Yeah. Strong good, good velvet jackets. Uh, I, I haven't yet bought one from his supplier, but I'm going to. <laughs> Sounds like he's got a personal supplier of Sounds velvet like, uh, jackets. Oh, you are. Uh you want one of these, do you? Eh? It's got a nice little bit of uh, underlining there. Uh, well, he's, uh, yeah, yeah. we got another uh, contributor, David K. Barnes, who also wears velvet jackets. And I was asking him about his supplier. <laughs> they, they look at me in a very strange way. Excuse me, could I ask you who your tailor is? <laughs> I've always um, considered the, the the velvet jacket routes, but um, yeah. I've got two already, a purple one and a black one. Well, the black yeah, one's you need, one in, you need one in green. Green. Why I said that? Yellow, burgundy, black, green. burgundy. Yeah. The whole purple. I've been watching the Arkansas. Yeah. Homo sapiens. 
Um, yes. Yes. So, so that's it. Alfie Shaw, I was just going to say, he, he works in the production office as a production assistant, but also he's a producer for us. He just, uh, he's producing the 11th Doctor Chronicles, uh, the 10th Doctor Chronicles, the 12th Doctor Chronicles, and the Chronicles Chronicles, and also Short Trips, um, and has written a couple of those. I'm, I'm reading, or I have just done the script editing for a brilliant one, uh, which I'll just sneak the title. I don't know whether it's been revealed. Called Regeneration Impossible, uh, which is Ooh, a like fantastic that. one with the eleventh and twelfth Doctor in, and uh, it's going to be amazing. Anyway, that's uh, that's Alfie. He'll be along very shortly. Uh, following the big finish reviews, which Alfie will be helping us with, we'll delve behind the scenes of the latest instalment in our eighth Doctor epic, starring the gorgeous, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Paul McGann, folks. <laughs> Noodle doodle. Uh, and it's called Ravenous. It's called Ravenous 3, actually. I, I don't want to uh, underestimate it. It's rather super and maybe a bit scary. Yeah. Terrifying. I worked on it. I was pretty scared doing after sound in it. The Ravenous are terrifying, I can assure you. Well, I shall I ask can you about that you. later. Or, or indeed next week. <laughs> next week. And Vaca. Um... <laughs> need to be rude <laughs> sorry uh, following that of course we will be firing up our good friend Ran the Randomoid Selectatron oh. regular listeners will know exactly what yes. that is if you don't I will tell yes. you we randomly select a random release from the Big Finish archive and give you 25% off the price it's as simple as that it's like yes. Christmas it's yes. like Christmas we say have, have a bit of that you pay for some of it it's like Christmas but you pay for it um, <laughs> but we knock off a few quids don't we do you know what I mean and then we'll be dramatizing you with the first 15 minutes of our Dark Shadows, this glitches comeback, and the Dark Shadows mini-series plotline. If you don't know what Dark Shadows is, producer Joe Lister will be spilling the beans. Oh, that's a bit of a mess. Uh, uh, oh, on that in this very podcast. Uh, but basically, it's an American horror soap opera. American horror soap opera. About a spooky family. Great supernaturally scary drama. Delightfully deliciously gothic. Not to be missed. With the head of a fly and the body of a man. <laughs> Hold on, wait for it. Is that thunder? Yeah, that's thunder. Sounds of... a bit like someone throwing a load of boxes down the stairs, but that might be my connection. <laughs> no, I, th I think that that's how they make the thunder sound, isn't it? They just throw a load of... <laughs> shove it down the stairs. Don't worry about it. They'll, they'll believe it. But yes, uh, as well as that, we have a treat for you as well, because our Lord and Master, Chairman of Big Finish, Jason Haig Ellery, will be phoning in to talk about overseas download pricing. Yes, that, that'll be exciting. Uh... <laughs> Get out the flip charts. <laughs> well, you know, it is something serious for us to talk to you about. Uh, as some of you know, well, we'll talk about it later, but, you know, we were going to change the pricing model for downloads for people outside the UK. Uh, Benji's putting a bit of lip balm on there. I am there, yeah. <laughs> Let's look after to do it. Look after I'm your talking. lips, guys. Look after your lips. <laughs> I don't like lip balm. It, yeah. I, I oh, it's horrible. I've got a, a grease addiction. Um, anyway, uh, yes, and so there are various issues involved with that, which I know all too many of you will be aware of, and hopefully uh, yeah, a lot of you said, you know, why, why didn't you talk about this on the podcast? And it's a really good point, and we should do, and so Jason will be along, hopefully, if I can raise him, to talk about it. <sighs> 
And uh, and before we sift through the latest reviews of our releases with Alfie Shaw, just time for an email from a listener. There'll be a full listener's email feature in next week's podcast, but we just couldn't resist hitting you with one now. A bit controversial, though. Uh, it's from Andrew Benneman, uh, Delta and the Benneman. Uh, uh, he's fairly negative, but I think it is worth airing. So, you know, we, we tried to promote an open space for you to share what you feel and talk to us. So here goes nothing. Greetings, Nick and Benji. I hate to be a naysayer, especially given the fact that two years later, it finally happened. But is the new website final? I mean, we went from an all-encompassing site that presented everything on a single page with no need to scroll down to something that requires many scrolls just to get to the podcast. To be frank, it isn't user-friendly and is still a little exhausting to even look at. Again, I'm trying not to be negative about it, but I just wanted to give some feedback on it. It looks like the aim was to make an Apple-style experience, but it lost a lot of convenience in the mix. As always, I appreciate the awesome work done by the Big Finish team and love the podcasts, even at their much reduced runtime! Exclamation marks and a smiley face. Well, we're trying to remedy that, and it's it's a working pro, you know, working progress hmm. to try and get the perfect well, balance for us. I think there. Yes, I, but I do think I would. Uh, every, everyone, of course, you know, it's your view, Andrew. But I, I absolutely don't think that it's. Um, less all-encompassing the idea that the whole of the home page has to be represented above the line is that what they call it above the you know um where you don't have to scroll down to find yeah, things all in one that, that that's an old idea landing now. page yeah and I, i've i've been i was heavily advised that because of mobile devices and I think most people are accessing us through mobile devices now. <laughs> Benji just dropped just his brain. I'm going to look at it on the mobile device. Mobile device. Um, people are people much are much more used to scrolling now, flicking their finger, just scrolling, not flicking the finger, uh, flicking their finger. Although you maybe, um, uh, and just scroll. I'm doing it to my hand again. You know. um, so I was advised that it wasn't an issue that you have to go down further to find things. That said, of course, you can see the podcast. Uh, tab right at the top of the page and again you know I, I did say that I, I worry the fact that the podcast is so low down but everyone assured me that I was some kind of dinosaur for wanting to see the podcast artwork and everything straight away they said no no when I go to a website I just look at those little words across the top and click on those personally I'm attracted by big pictures but that's because I'm a bit of a simpleton oh it's a picture click um, but yeah so I mean you can get to the podcast straight away it just says podcast right at the top of the page um, and then you have the choice to find other things rather than everything being thrown at you in one go which is I think what you're sort of trying to say it is but I, I, I would I would take issue with that I completely appreciate your point of view and that, that is your point of view I'm just expressing mine um, we're, we're not going to change it in any fundamental way that the way it is set up now is pretty much how it's going to be um, and the podcast yeah will be available by clicking podcast or going down to uh, further down on the home page and clicking the podcast there or going into the audiobook section and selecting the big finish podcast there so you can find it in lots of places and remember that as well that um, 
you can also find podcasts on things like Spotify and Apple yeah. and stuff like that. So there's a, and our SoundCloud, the Big Finish SoundCloud. Yeah, there's a lot of different avenues. But totally cool for you to message in and, and give course. us, you know, your views on that, Andrew. So thanks for that one. And I'm just glad that you're enjoying the podcasts. So yes, keep and they up. are a bit longer now possibly mainly because we're talking about your email which seems to be well, taking quite a well, long time we we, we, so we read we like you know as somebody uh, said on twitter the other day um tagged us both in they said you know um uh the format has gone it's changed a lot and people aren't happy but they've noticed it's it's changed again to try yeah. and you know take on what people want out of it and, and we do listen to you guys so please don't think that we don't um, it's that's just why we asked. That's why we ask people, and that's why we read our emails stating certain views because we want it, you know people to join in the debate. We realise that not everyone wants to write into an email. That's fine, um, but no, thanks for that, Andrew. Uh, and please do let us know, everyone, what you think of the new website or anything to do with Big Finish. And don't forget, you write to podcast at bigfinish dot com, and we'll be only too delighted to read out your email and, and have a chat about it. And then you can write back and say, what you said was unfair. And that's fine, too. We'll read that out, too. <laughs> it's time now, though, for the latest reviews. So we're inviting Alfie Shaw onto our uh, internet conversation to see if he arrives. It's all very high tech how much here. of this I'll keep in, but, you know, you never know. <laughs> you never know, yeah. This is this is the waiting time. So it's time for us to, to wait, I suppose, and... Uh, yeah, see if he... See what's I'm, t- I'm going to text him and say, "Come on!" I'll put a laughy emoji just so he doesn't think I'm too much of a idiot. <laughs> you fool! You old fool! Any any response? Not yet, me old cobber. Just waiting on. I've only just sent it, so we'll, we'll just wait been to the doctors lately <laughs> no no but i've got an appointment oh that's good yeah yeah an appointment with death well, i've got one effect. more day until i i head off to to germany very excited i know mm. yeah gonna be waking up very early taking the ferry over to dunkirk really um, yeah because it cuts an hour off the journey the difference between the ferry's longer but the drive's shorter so it's just easier to pitch up on the ferry have a cup of tea uh, look at a few seagulls the best thing about being on a uh, on a ferry and I'm sure you'll agree Nick is that when you're moving um, and you look across the sea and you see seagulls flying because the ferry is moving um, it looks as though the seagulls are just static floating like in the sky and it's just it never gets old I thought just, they were <laughs> oh oh they aren't yet <laughs> They, yeah, oh, they are. Yeah, no, they they just hover, Nick. They just. It's when you get just... the ferry back from Dunkirk, you just have to stand in the water for a very long time, don't you? Oh no, sorry, that was something else. Uh, <laughs> you have to fly the Spitfires uh, back across the the channel. <laughs> so, oh, uh, um, Alfie's just uh, texted me to say he's just loading in now. I don't cool. know quite what that. Means. He's loading the van, isn't he? He's, he's, he's you know he's picking he's up getting... the older, picking up the crate, shoving them in the back. <laughs> We'll be doing that for Big Finish Day, won't we? We will, yes. Another Big Finish van. Day on the 22nd of June. We'll have the opposite thing where the bloke said last time, he said, oh, this, you're the first people to drive this van. They'll deliver this one that's like smoking and on fire. And you say, oh, yeah, you're the last people to have this one, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's been retired after you guys. Yeah, have a nice drive. Yes. The wheels are square. It's got no clutch. 
By the way, I can tell you that Christopher Benjamin, Dan Starkey, Sean Carlson, uh, and Lisa Bauman, and um, uh, Sue Cowley, Karen Parks, Matt Fitton, uh, Paddy Freeland, Steve Berry, new head of marketing, um, Scott Hancock, Guy Adams, uh, James Goss, Jamie Robertson, Ken Bentley, Alfie Shaw are coming to Big Finish Day. That's a lineup, isn't it? That really is a lineup. Yeah. Talking of Christopher Benjamin, right? Um, on a recent episode of Midsummer Murders. Oh, wow. Sorry. Uh, oh, he's on. <laughs> We're in. We're in. <laughs> Welcome, Alfie, to uh, to the Big Finish podcast. Hello, Benji. Hello, Nick. How are we both? Very well, thank you. Very yeah. well. Yeah. How, how's it hanging for you? All good. It's it's all good over here, sir. It's a very chilled Friday. I'm loving it very much. <laughs> jolly good, jolly good. Who's getting only... texts all the time? Is that me or you? It's definitely not me. I can... It's not oh, me. I can hear no, lots I... of pinging. Oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's me. Oh, oh crikey! I'm just oh, so popular. Oh, just getting loads of exciting emails and texts from uh, our head of marketing. Anyway, <sighs> yes. So. Um, <laughs> Let's get on with it. We begin with, and by the way, thanks for collating this, Alfie. Alfie collated these reviews. He Good did work, all the work. Though. Quite right. He, he probably just wrote them as well. He just made them well, all up. Yes, I didn't want to say. <laughs> Alfie Shaw is particularly brilliant as a writer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we we begin with the eighth of March, which it's uh, is to explain. I've written explain it's it's the celebrate International Women's Day obviously couldn't type this morning it's to celebrate International Women's Day and the reviews sort of explain it here's a clip drink how do you know my name we have a mutual friend now look over there that creature in the dark robes that's a member of the Hanavari I know them a renegade group of assassins intergalactic guns for hire I have it on good authority that she is about 13 minutes away from kidnapping Princess Morala. The girl with all the guards? I doubt that. You shouldn't. I've heard great things about you, Leela, and I would appreciate a little less hostility and a little more saving the day. Alfie. Uh, this is from ThoroughlyModernReviewer.com and it says The 8th of March is a delightful box set from Big Finish Productions. With four completely standalone stories, listeners will surely find at least one story that they can latch onto. Each story celebrates the strength of the women of the Doctor Who universe, giving each of them their own stories to star at the... Giving good. Them- it's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> I give that reading five out of ten. <laughs> Each story celebrates the strength of the women of the Doctor Who universe, giving each of them their own stories to star in, obstacles to overcome, and moments to shine. It's a box set that's celebratory, moving, and deeply entertaining. Oh, that's interesting you say celebratory, not celebratory. Uh, well, I'm I'm a young Cel- no, man. No, no, actually, I think you're right, celebratory. Celebratory. I think it could be either. Celebratory. Or either. <laughs> Oh. Could be either, could be either. Potato be or potato. celebratory or celebratory or celebrity or celebratory lavatory. Um, <laughs> so this one here is um, is from indiemacuser.co.uk. The all female writers each do the characters justice. Director Helen Goldwyn does an amazing job as always, and the entire cast are wonderful and shows the best of Doctor Who with the Doctor barely making a cameo. And we've got a lovely 9 out of 10 there from Indie Mac wow. user. That's good, isn't it? I, listen, I'm not going to get into something a bit controversial, but the phrase all-female writers just seems a bit odd there. But anyway, 
I'm just going to leave you to think about it. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, as opposed to what, partially? For anyway, um, uh, directed by the fabulous Helen Goldwyn, and this is from Who Review, the 8th of March is an unparalleled success. A truly marvellous showcase. It's, uh, you've got one L in marvellous. Why, why is that? Let's have two. Um, God, Nick, you're like showcase. a geography... Not a geography teacher, like an English... An you're English like a geography teacher. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Women of Doctor Who, thoroughly recommended. There we go. Sorry, I'm, my earphones make me sound like I'm being attacked by a Cyberman. Oh, there we go. That's all good. <laughs> this just went buzzing. You are. <laughs> you were like the camera. Like that great sound from um, Tomb of the Cybermen where the, the Cybermen hold up their arms yeah. and you get that ah. noise. I thought Good you meant noise. the one when they're fighting that goes. <laughs> yeah. Charlie says. <laughs> Speaking of who said what, Sci Fi Pulse said, What a marvellous way to spend International Women's Day. Writers Lisa McCullin, Lizzie Hopley, Gemma Langford, and Sarah. Grochala, I'm sorry Sarah, give Big Finish listeners four stories about identity, self-worth, strength, love, friendship, family, and so much more. So much more. Um, and it's Lisa McMullen, isn't it? Almost certainly. Yeah, I think. Sorry. Yeah. But <laughs> well, it is, because I've met her and she's a very <laughs> she's, nice human she's, being. She is lovely, yeah. She's a cool person. I just hope she never brings that up. <laughs> that that Alfie Shaw. I don't know why she speaks like that. He can't Hello. read. I'm Lisa, Lisa McMullen, <laughs> and that's how I speak. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> well, we're heading over to Twitter now. Uh, the 8th of March uh, yes, box set from... Going on Twitter. Well, it's a very sunny day here at Twitter. It's all going on. The 8th of March box set from At Big Finish is a delight. Uh, looking forward to upcoming stories um, from the Paternoster gang uh, and hoping to hear more uh, from yes. the two Osgoods. Uh, yes. Also, uh, a story where Benny and River meet. Sorry, there's a helicopter overhead. Uh, could be utterly brilliant. Um, surprise that didn't happen in this set and that was from uh, Red Jonks oh Red Jonks yes Red Jonks oh there's another one here um, sorry there's a flock of sheep um, coming past now um, uh, it's, uh, it's all going on here uh, just finished the 8th of March by Big Finish um, don't know what that was I think I think that must be some kind of uh, monster from uh, Metabilis 3 uh, just finished the 8th of March by Big Finish loved all the stories but a Paternoster gang uh, was one of my favourites I just love the team dynamic and I want more of them and that was from Anchor underscore Noah. Oh, well, uh, Jamie Anderson's just uh, texted me and said, weirdest old man laugh ever. I don't know how he could hear me. <laughs> He's outside your shed, Nick. <laughs> Next up, from the monthly Doctor Who adventures, The Chameleon Empire. Well, at least you're flesh and blood, I think. Tegan, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And you have some, you know, you... You're not just a bunch of circuit boards in search of a personality. It's a common problem with artificial life forms. They're too lifelike to be perceived as robots, but not quite real enough to pass as living things. Exactly. I mean, how alive is he? Does he have dreams? <laughs> of electric sheep? Or anything. Does he even think at all? I dare say some robots feel the same way about us. Whose side are you on exactly? Yours. Before Chameleon came on board, the Doctor was supposed to be taking me home, remember? Yeah. The Doctor made a similar promise to me once. I wouldn't hold your breath. Ah, hello, Tegan. If you're both refreshed, 
we've arrived. And Doctor Who Watch says, I'm really glad that Big Finish have taken the companion of Chameleon and been able to flesh out his story in a satisfying way. The character has been written well and performed brilliantly by John Colshaw across the last three stories, and the Chameleon Empire very nicely rounds that off. A very satisfying release from Big Finish. Oh, I'm very satisfied. It's good straight to the point end there, I like it. Very satisfying release from uh, the Doctor Who Watch website where they sell watches. Um, this one here from blogtohu.com. Uh, writer Jonathan Morris and director Ken Bentley have delivered a more than satisfying conclusion to this chameleon story arc, the Chameleon Empire, and that sheds a lot of light on the character who never had an opportunity to meet its Aww. full potential. Aww. If you were one of those fans who'd wanted more from Chameleon, this story is a must. Is oh, mustard. Who? I do, yeah. I mean, when it says have a more than satisfying conclusion, sounds more like more than adequate, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a barely than adequate uh, conclusion. <laughs> it does also read a bit like one of those um, Amazon reviews. If you Does enjoyed it, Chameleon, really... you must, you must, you might like these other things. Oh, what are their recommendations? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. If you if you like uh, uh, the lavender candle set, you might like this uh, Dewalk drill. Um, <laughs> And a selection of galoshes, um, as as yeah, classic Amazon. Uh, Jonathan Morris is, uh, says, indie Mac user, and that's it. No, sorry. They said Jonathan Morris has come up with a fantastic story that, as well as all this, also gives a nice explanation for how little chameleon is used in a lot of further episodes, and we even. Uh, end the story in a very familiar fan-pleasing location. It seems to wrap things up for now, but I, for one, hope they find a way of bringing Chameleon back in some future stories, and if they can make me wish for that, they must have done an amazing job. Ten out of a thousand... Oh, no, ten. <laughs> ten. <laughs> Cracking stuff. Bizarre. Right, <clears throat> I think we're back over to uh, the Twitter sphere now with uh, at oh yes yes oh, so, <laughs> reporting live from the Twitter sphere. We have a interview here, a, a small selection of dogs, and also the Comedian Empire excels at what Big Finish does best. Ah yes, someone's laid the dogs out, an exciting adventure that also provides further and better context to the scenes on, we see on TV, providing an origin for the unique companion chameleon, says at Host Productions. Alfie, would you keep holding in front of the screen? Oh, this this is um, it's it's a new, hey. marvelous new bit of technology, where uh, they've managed to put a sort of computer into. It's an iPad. A yeah, sheet of yeah. glass. <laughs> Sorry, at the back of it, that thing, that sort of protective thing you've got on it. Oh yes, I've got, a, I've got a sort of case it makes to it look like in case yeah. I drop it off a building, it'll survive. But yes, it does. Happens. It looks like something Batman would have on his utility belt. Anyway, sorry, do carry on. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Uh, the Chameleon Empire from Big Finish by Johnny Morris is a truly brilliant conclusion to this story. The story is a fantastic adventure, contains some lovely character moments, a great origin story, and builds fantastic relationships between our key characters. And that is from Tom Housen, 1218. That's the year. I hope perhaps that was the year he was born. I'm, I'm an old man, I buy. <laughs> Well, Twitter is beaming things back from the Middle Ages. Um, at Tardis Parrot says, "Well done, At Tardis Parrot. We like we like a bit of At Tardis Parrot." At Big Finish and At Johnny Morris, 1973, really enjoyed the Chameleon Empire. A nice ending to this trilogy, which has been very true to the original era. At John Colshaw is great as the aforementioned character. 
and at J Mouth on Legs in fine form as Tegan has lots to do. And next up, Doctor Who, the comic strip adaptations, volume set at one. It's quite quiet. There's been an explosion. They're only saying that because they don't want to cause panic. But really, it's because they know there's an alien monster on the... L- What's up now? Sharon, what colour's alien blood, you suppose? I don't know. You're the sci-fi expert. Sci-fi? Won't be red, though, will it? What does it matter? Fudge, we'll be late. I say it's green. Whatever it is. Look, Fudge, I'm not getting a lunchtime detention. Don't move! You're going to tread in it. Tread in what? Oh. There. Green blood. Alien blood. You don't want to tread in alien blood. It might be acid. It's just paint, Dimbo. Hey, careful, Shara. It's not acid. See? It's still wet, though. <laughs> don't smell much like paint. All in a trail. Crossroad down footpath towards allotment. Fudge, we are not going to follow it. Hyperspace jump completed. Planet Sol 3 in sight. That is where the radiation trail leads. It is, sir. Then pinpoint the target at once. Alfie's having trouble with his headphones, but Sorry, can you I... soldier on? Yes. <clears throat> They sound like I'm He's hitting them in an old sort of David Coleman sort of style. <laughs> I can't quite hear what's going on. Cue David. A must listen ah. for any Doctor Who fan. Mills and Wagner's original stories, coupled with Barnes' skillful adapting, are paired with an incredible cast and expert directing from Nicholas Briggs. Mm, yes. The perfect mm, yes. continuation for Big Finish's long year celebration, says Block to Who. Well, I think it's Wagner, not Wagner. He's not a German composer. Wagner. You say Wagner, I say Wagner. I get it wrong, <laughs> you get it right. Say la vie, say la Well, yes, uh, the comic strip adaptation uh, adapts stories that weren't even 50 pages long into four-part dramas. It works brilliantly. And uh, I hope we get more adaptations like these in the future. Yes, I do. And that was from the Doctor Who Watch. Sci-Fi Polls.net says, I wasn't familiar with the comic strips prior to these Big Finish adaptations. I found the tone and storytelling delightful. And on the Twitter sphere, we're still here now. Um, I'm down the well. It's very wet. Um, the red arrows are up above me and a shepherd is yodelling in the background Uh, I have listened to the fourth Doctor comic strip adaptations Uh, amazing, huge well done on bringing these Doctor Who weekly story strips to life Uh, so cleverly executed with lots of nods and embellishments and you even got uh, Angela Rippon in there, brilliant that is one of the most excited things. Thank you. And that one's from David fourteen oh one one nine seven oh. I hope you've written that down. That's the <laughs> catchy little uh, handle there. There's another one there. Oh crikey! Oh crikey! Uh, at big finish at Br- uh, Briggs Nicholas at Jamie Anderson. Uh, Doctor Who: The Comic Strip Adaptations Volume One is big, colourful, fun from start to finish. Wow. Who did the music and the sound design? They should be nominated for an award. Outstanding! And that's for Pete Fromper. I find it quite worrying, Pete, that you don't know who did the music and sound design because they are credited. It was. It's not in the closing credits, though. So maybe, maybe if you don't look at the box art, maybe it's on the website, isn't it? It's it Alistair is Locke, anyway. Ah, mm. Good old Alistair. Good, great sound work. Great yeah, sound. Amazing, work. amazing. And another one from uh, Tom Housen, twelve eighteen. Doctor Who and the Iron Legion from Big Finish by at Senrab Nala 
Oh, Alan Barnes backwards. Very good. It's a new classic. <laughs> Superbly written. This story is absolutely brilliant and a hell of a lot of fun. A phenomenal cast is led by hashtag Tom Baker at his finest. All tied Jeez. together by a perfect sound design. Lovely stuff. And now onto something close to Alfie's heart. Doctors and Dragons. Tell us a bit about it, Alfie. You look so pained. What is the matter with your headphones? It's it's constantly playing this sort of weird uh, crackling and you all sound like you're down a well and being converted into Cybermen. That is what's happening, yeah. Oh, I can hear it now. Oh, yeah. Blimey. It really is. It's more like the Ambassadors of Death. Yeah. <laughs> it also sounds a little bit like, you know, in those old films where they say, fire up the supercomputer. And it's this huge unit that goes. Dee -dee 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 -dee. Usually has like a telex printer going. Oh, on God, he's now deafened. And now onto something close to Alfie's heart. That's Alfie who uh, accidentally stopped the recording, so we've had to redo this bit. Uh, Doctors and Dragons. Uh, tell us about it, I Alfie. I loved it so much. I wanted to tell you about it twice. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. Once with the recorder working. Um, Doctors and Dragons is the uh, short trip that I wrote that came out on uh, March this year. It is a, a Seventh Doctor uh, solo story, and it's set in a sort of alternative fantasy realm where things aren't quite what they appear to be. Um, I've always what? That's shocking. <laughs> that sounds that sounds outrageous. I'm not. That sounds a bit far fetched, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly does. It's a little far fetched for me. Yeah, quite. Anything further will be documentary. A bird that flies made of metal. <laughs> Sorry, short talking rubbish now. Oh, and uh, it, that was a different answer to the one you gave before, so that's incredible. Uh, last time you mentioned that uh, you were a real fan of the Seventh Doctor and Ace pairing. Yes, I do. I, lo I love the sort of teacher-student dynamic that they start with, and then it goes on to become something slightly more um, manipulative what? from the Doctor's part, and then Ace... Oh. Yeah. sort of throws it back on him and that sort of interplay I think it's really it's really fun and it's 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 something I clicked with when I was watching Doctor 2 initially I remember watching Remembrance of the Daleks the first time and going yes I really like this pair definitely wow they have got a very unique pairing and there's such a wonderful chemistry both on and off screen which I think is really lovely you know I, I certainly remember the first convention I went to where I saw them both together it was so lovely to actually see that that does exist and there's a, a very mm, yeah a very nice sort of chemistry yeah i'd just like to add at this stage that benji's got a special effect on his skype <laughs> marveled everybody which blurs the background and do you know it's 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 up your attractiveness attractiveness <laughs> stakes by but about i don't know two but points nick's tongue-tied nick's tongue-tied he can't he's just dazzled it. Dazzled by were, me wearing. You were, you're now at four. You were at two, but now you're at well, four. That's even better. You know, I'm, I'm, all I need to do now is wear so some rude. sunglasses Sorry. and wrap myself in bandages, and I'll be a solid eight. Um, <laughs> but well, I'm so glad, Nick, that anyway. I'm, I'm looking so fantastic whilst wearing my lounging clothes. My lounging <laughs> clothes. <laughs> what a horrible image. Um, uh, and last time uh, I asked you. Um, so what was it like? You'd never, you've not not met Sophie before, have you? So that must. Did you sort of have a geek out moment? Um, I did as soon as I saw her. But it, it's you have to do the internal thing of ah. Oh no, wait, professionalism. Hello, nice to meet you. So it was, it was all very internal. Um, 
<laughs> Benji's now putting. What are you putting over the lens? He's trying to increase his attractiveness uh, even more. Tis, the... tis a crystal. <laughs> and oh, if you... I thought it was a pipette of no. water. A pipette a, a of pipette. water. No, 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 sir. It is a clear quartz. And the two of you were wearing the same, exactly the same clothes, I hear. <laughs> we were exactly the same bright red um, jumpers, so we did look like Star Trek extras. Um, and so there is there is a photo, if anyone would like to see it, on the website and on our, our Twitter, and probably other places um, and other social medias that I don't check, where we do look like we have planned it all in advance, <laughs> which we hadn't because I've never met her, as previously said, but it was, yes... Well, a lot of listeners won't know that there is a uniform that all the characters that, you know, the actors that come into our studio, they have to wear a special uniform. You know, we often say, you know, for example, it's all color coded. So Tom Baker has to wear lime green. Sylvester McCoy is, is red. Um, Peter yes. Davison is a nice beige. Colin Baker's every color. Wow. Of the rainbow. <laughs> I nearly said that myself. Um, shall we have a clip of uh, Doxers and Dragons? Yes. He began to offer to go to Decca to help heal her, but Rhea interjected. This prison is of your design. Show me how to free the dragon. Both of them looked up to see how her demands would be met. The numbers tripped over each other, promisingly high, momentarily swapped with disappointingly low. When the final number stood firm over Rhea's head, it was a measly two. It's simple, said the doctor, smiling. You turn around, go back to your sister, and everyone, except Norger, remains free. Well, it's not just us that are talking about Doctors and Dragons. There's a heap of uh, people on social media and the review websites that love it. So this first one here is from DoctorWhoWatch.com and it says, This is a great little story by Alfie Shaw. What's particularly brilliant is that he, he did a little bow there. He's bowing. He's bowing. He's bowing. <laughs> What's particularly brilliant is that he hasn't He's simply bowing. written a fantasy bow, bow, bow. story with the Seventh Doctor in. Uh, another strong example of how experimental the short trip's range can be. Oh, good old Doctor Who watch there. Uh, there's some clever conceits in this, because Alfie's a bit I conceited. Am. And there's some fun visual images. There's a helicopter coming over here. I don't it's because you're announcing Twitter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a different sort of adventure for the Doctor that works well. Eight out of ten. There solid, we are from Sci-Fi Bulletin being, being, being solid. Thank you, Solid Bulletin. And on Twitter, of course, as you can hear by the helicopter, which is... Uh, circling Nick's house now the SWAT team are about to come in <laughs> move down the floor um, just finished listening come out with your hands up and your trousers down um, I couldn't be more proud to say uh, that it was so Game of Thrones-esque with a shocking twist beautifully narrated and perfectly paced Doctor Who that was the hashtag at the end and that was by Andrew on Sea Air there was a hashtag by Game of Thrones as well there like, was actually and that. there were two asterisks either side of so emphasising it it's uh, famous Gaul who fought the Romans Asterix of Gaul <laughs> <laughs> don't say you don't learn things on the Big Finish podcast it's true it's educational no, it. it's true but don't say it <laughs> and now <laughs> we move on to Torchwood Knight of the Fendal here's a clip come in come in Gwen not much warmer in here I'm afraid but we'll get you out of those white clothes soon enough mm. yeah <laughs> close the door for me you can go and finish getting ready. I think I'll manage alone with Gwen here. Yeah, I figured. Nice to meet you, Gwen. Yes. 
Yeah. Okay then. Now, Gwen! Lovely Gwen! Take a deep, deep breath before you play Knight of the Fendal, <gasps> says possibly Tony Filer at massmovement.co.uk. I don't know whether it is Tony. Is it who wrote this review? Do you know? Is it Bill Filer's son, Tony? Uh, I don't. <laughs> Tony. Doctor, the Exxons. Uh, I always sound like I'm saying Exxons. Uh, anyway, he continues, but play it. Or they continue, I should say, but play it. The fact that it will disturb you so much is a mark of quite how brilliant it is in its writing, editing, playing and direction. The fact that it goes as far as it does and then balances on the knife edge of darkness and justice puts it up there with Countryside, which is a Torchwood TV episode, I believe, but stops it falling off into the territory of exploitation and gives it a point beyond its pretty high shock value. You might not replay Night of the Fendal for a while, for a while, for a while. I'm caught in a hysteretic For a while. Um, wow. Once you've for started a while, it. While, once for once a while, you've heard while, it. I'm just actually while, not reading out the words that are written. It's a while. But we can guarantee <laughs> you won't stop thinking about it for at least... A week, or a week at least, at least, at least, at least. Yes. Well, you know, uh, without giving too much away, it was even more shocking and extreme. But um, I, I did ask for it to be just um, adjusted a little because some of it was. I thought, hey, don't. so probably you know that bit where you say balances on the knife edge of darkness. It's only and, uh, now, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was actually. It had been sliced in two by uh, <laughs> darkness, I think. <laughs> well, aided anyway. by superb direction, uh, sound design and music that all accentuate the emotional yeah. distress, Night of the Fendal is tortured at its finest. Perhaps not featuring the titular threat as much as might be expected, but still making the most of the premise to highlight even greater and personal evils. And that's from DoctorWhoReviews.net. It's really interesting because that wasn't the next one for you to read out, Benji. You Have I skipped, skipped to ahead? ahead? Well, I can go. For, well, yeah, but that was great. valid. But go for, for the, that one there for those who well, want for those to who want to enjoy a gritty sci-fi horror. So and this one delivers. Alternatively, uh, if you wish to dig a little deeper into the events, uh, then you will be richly rewarded. Night of the Fendal is Torchwood at its very best, and that was from BlogToWho.com. Nice. And SciFiPulse.net says Torchwood Knight of the Fendal is a marvellous follow-up to the classic Doctor Who image of the Fendal. Writer Tim Foley addresses the subtext of the 1977 tale, turning it into a morality play for the modern age. Having Torchwood encounter Doctor Who monsters has been a treat so far. I can't wait for Captain Jack Harkness to team up with Joe Jones next month. I can't wait. That sounded very um, aggressive. <laughs> Are they a bit aggressive as very pals? They're very enthusiastic. I can't wait! Buck Buck up. Up. Now we're all out of order with reading out the reviews. I'll do the next one then. A snuff moody moody. A snuff moody, I don't know what that is. It's a, a snuff movie where everyone's in a bad mood. Uh, a snuff it. movie is being made at Fetch Priory. That's a very X-rated thing. And Gwen Cooper is the star. Creepy goings on with the Fendal in the latest of the brilliant hashtag Torchwood series, starring the amazing at Team Eve Miles at BigVision.com. <laughs> at bigfinish.com is what I was trying to say and that's from at Rob Cope who tweeted that thanks Rob and let's have another clip uh, because it's so good it's worth another little tease I cup think. of teas oh. oh no no keep back I don't know what you are please back off 
please. I, I, I can't move. And finally for this week, Gallifrey. Time War 2. Here's a clippy trailery thing. The circumstances changed. I changed with them. What if Rassilon finds out that we haven't been entirely honest with him? Well, I imagine he's preoccupied with far bigger things than backroom skullduggery, don't you? I suppose. This internal security agency, for one. You don't approve? It was the first I'd heard of it. I haven't really had much time to form an opinion. I think it's an excellent idea. We wanted this, remember. Rassilon is the only one who can lead us to victory. You must be loyal to him. And I shall be. Now, was there anything else, General? Only I have a rather important meeting to attend, and... That is all, Prime Minister. Thank you. Gallifrey Time War Volume 2 is a strong, suspenseful, and revelatory release in the Gallifrey Saga. Revelatory. It I'm stuck in a loop. No! It gives increased audio time to Romana and Narvin, delving into their characters in a pleasing fashion. It expands the legend and spectre of Rassilon within a war he was almost destined to fight, says the digital fix. Ooh, I like a pleasing fashion. And never mind the digital fix. We've got a sci-fi pulse here. Like flared trousers. Like flared trousers. That's a pleasing pleasing fashion. I wish it came back. I'd like to wear flared trousers. I bet, I bet <laughs> you would. Anyway, sorry, back to uh, the Gallifrey. latest chapter in this uh, Gallifrey Time War series is well worth a listen. The cliffhanger ending just leaves you wanting more. Hopefully, there isn't too much of a wait for Volume 3. Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. That's a doing here. Uh, after the Dalek and character-heavy first volume, Volume Two strips back. Ooh, I say, and uh, come out with your trousers down, and gives us a government in fear and terror, leading to drama and tension aplenty. With expertly crafted stories and masterful performances from all involved, stellar direction from Scott Hancock, which means he did it from a orbital satellite. Pinpoint sound design from Russell McGee. Uh, is in America. Hello, Russell. And mesmeric music from Ewan Morris. This series has proved that Gallifrey during the Time War isn't a one-trick pony. <laughs> the only question is, there are two more sets to go. But will there be a future for Gallifrey after that? Oh, no, only the Blocks. Badgers know. Block to who. Only the Badgers know. Yes, Block to, block to who. Uh, go to Badgers.com and find out. <laughs> Uh, over to Badgers.com now. Um, Gallifrey Time War 2 was absolutely brilliant. My favourite set of the year so far. They're very talkative, these Badgers. Uh, thanks to at Big Finish, at Scott Hancock and at Sean Carlson 1 for bringing us such an amazing set. That's from uh, Big Finish Revy 1. Uh, currently really enjoying at Big Finish Gallifrey Time War 2. This is superb. Clever, clever writing. Great atmospheric sound effects and music. Sean at Sean Carson 1 excels as Narvin once again, particularly in the opening monologue, which neatly sets the theme so well. Thank you all involved at TARDIS Paris. Alfie, do you want to take the reins on this ah! one? Very good, sir. Just finished Gallifrey Time War Volume 2. I have nothing but great things to say about it. There's a lot of exclamation marks. Fuck at Big Finish, you truly outdid yourself with this. Please let Lala Ward... Oh, please tell Lala Ward she's an outstanding actor. She deserves a BAFTA for this work. At Colonial Jock. 
rock. Colonial uh, anyway, uh, at Big, Big Finish's Gallifrey Time War 2 was really damn good, wasn't it? That was always the logical ideological endpoint of the range, but god damn it, was it satisfying to watch unfold. Uh, the Lisa McMullen story where that turn happens is my favourite audio this year, Honest, and that's from Looking for Telos. Hope they found it. <laughs> Uh, at Big Finish, just listen to Gallifrey Time War 2. Wow. Simply wow. But then carries on. I'm trying to think of more elo- uh, eloquent wording, but wow covers it completely. Hashtag Lala Ward is sublime as usual. I can't believe I have to wait another 12 months for number three. Believe can't it. I can't believe there are some people talking at the back. Hatwalzy999. I've used that joke several times and no one ever laughs, you know. Bravo, Big Finish. And that concludes the voting for the latest reviews. Alfie, before you go, what are you up to for Big Finish at the moment? Well, um, I've been working on that short trip that we discussed earlier in the week. Nick? Yeah, I've blown it, actually, earlier on. Oh, did you? I just just thought, why why not just tease it on the podcast? I've not said much about it. I just said it's called Regeneration Impossible and it's got the 11th and 12th Doctors in. So I have blown it. <laughs> so when you say you haven't blown it. Well, yeah, I haven't said who's in it. Oh, that's true, yes. Um, I, I, yeah, and it's, yes, and I haven't, um, I haven't consulted the marketing team, so it would be a, a, a test to see whether they or anyone else listens to this podcast. <laughs> Um, well, yes, that's that's been my uh, current thing, and I've been sorting out some other uh, short trips recordings coming up in a couple of months. Um, and other than that, I've been working on things that are uh, secret and must be kept hidden for the time being. Ooh. How are things in the production office? Uh, they're good. They're very well. Everyone's very happy. Uh, tea, tea is had. Is, is there good weather over there? Love, lovely weather. We have excellent weather. We have the f- oh, that's finest good. weather. I don't know why I've gone... Slightly presidential. Worry in case it gets windy in the office, or uh, slightly too cold, or starts raining. It's very hot in there. We have, we do have very good radiators. <laughs> Stu Karen it, likes it hot, uh, yes. doesn't she? Every time I go in there, I think I'm going to suffocate. It is a very warm office. Um, I do a lot of the tea, to be fair. It's a question: of, Is she going to wear more clothes, or am I going to wear fewer? Clothes? I don't think this is a discussion I want to be in the middle of. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fair point, mate. Beautifully avoided. That's that. Yes. All right then. In that case, then Alfie, we bid you a fond farewell, and uh, thank you for being on the podcast. And uh, bye bye, uh, bye bye, bye bye, Benji. Tally ho! Well, thank goodness he's gone. Oh, he's still there. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Oh, he really has gone now. Uh, right, time now to have a chat with my co-executive producer and boss, Jason Hay-Gallery. Right, better phone him. Good afternoon, CFP. Hello, is Jason there, please? I'm afraid he's not in the office today. Oh, he said he would be. OK, I'll try him on his mobile. It's Nick Briggs. Anyway, cheers. That's great, thank you. Bye. Bye. Nick, hello. Hello, all right. Fine, thank you much. How are you? I'm good, yes. So, now we're going to talk about... Uh, it's it's so exciting, I'm sure <laughs> everyone's going to be riveted to this. We're, we're going to be talking about the one-to-one uh, or otherwise pricing of downloads for 
customers out big Finnish customers outside the UK so yeah. could you you talk about that for a little while for us yeah. and, and don't forget to be interesting <laughs> oh god this is going to be tough um <laughs> Basically, what we we looked at is the fact that over the years, the the habits of uh, uh, people purchasing on our website have changed dramatically. Um, you know, not that many years ago, when we first introduced downloads, 90, 95% of people were buying CDs. Yeah. Um, for the first time ever this year, it went under 40%. Now, this is completely bucking the trend of what's happening within the industry. Because it's gone completely download in the industry. Oh, it's, I mean, a number of, um, especially talking books companies, don't do any CD pressing at all. And in fact, I was speaking to someone the other day who's got um, 18,000 CDs in a warehouse and is about to junk them because they literally can't sell them. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of CDs going to waste. Um, I think give them to a charity, but that's another entirely different story. <laughs> um, so basically over the years because of the one-to-one -one pricing that we were doing and not uh, the exchange rate was basically knocking down the amount of money we were getting yeah because what we were doing what we were doing if if something was uh, i don't know let's just make an example up 12 pounds 99 for a download we yeah. made it 12 dollars 99 for a download in yes. the us and australia um, new zealand that sort of thing Absolutely. And when you took the exchange rate into account, then if it was somewhere like New Zealand, for example, we were literally receiving, um, you know, about £7, not £12.99. Now, that didn't matter too much when we were selling mostly CDs. But when it came to the point where we're now selling a majority of downloads, it actually means our income every year is actually going down, not up. And in the meantime, um, uh, inflation... Uh, since 2006 has gone up by about um, 43%. Hmm. So basically we're, we're actually offering people um, their, their downloads cheaper than we were 10 years ago. Yeah, so yeah. effectively, we at some point we had to make a decision to change things. Now, two things, we discussed it for an awful long time and we had the new website coming up and it was decided that the new website would have the, um, the exchange rate mechanism built in for downloads. Uh, having said that, we took far too long making up our minds as what we were going to say to people um, and sometimes, you know, you shouldn't do these things by committee because it takes too long. And understandably, <laughs> some people were upset that we have given them, you know, effectively nine days notice to get their purchases in. Uh, upon reflection, when I looked at that um, and saw some of the comments being made, I thought, do you know what, you're right. We should have given you more time, which is the reason why we've decided to give um, two months moratorium. Uh, we're not going to change anything for at least two months. It may even be longer than that. But we're not going to change anything for two months. And then during this time, we're going to review everything. Now, one of the things I've been doing is looking at the relatively, uh, the, the average wages in each country um, against the UK. Yeah, because um, it's a whole complex thing, isn't there, yeah. about about the, oh. the value people attach to different kinds of products in different economies in different parts of the world, isn't there? 
absolutely and I'm, I'm also aware of the fact that we've actually you know for the last 13 years we've been selling downloads at a certain rate yeah uh, and never putting the prices up um you know there's not many industries where you wouldn't see any price rise in 13 years no, um and also it's been relatively cheap um i was discussing this with a friend of mine in australia and you know if you go down to uh, a cafe and buy uh, a coke and a sandwich it's going to cost you 20 bucks and he was saying you know and that it's great value what we do because that's the same as it cost me to download dark eyes yeah. you know <laughs> Whereas in this country, yeah, if yeah. Uh, if you've got well, a, a, a kind of out, yes, you know, that's the thing. That's what it's equivalent to. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, well, what is the price of a can of Coke and and a sandwich in the UK? Ooh, um, probably in the region of about four to five pounds. Yeah. So that's so the difference. Yeah. 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 And in fact, in terms of what people are paid, if you're looking at it from dollar to pound, for example, in the US, um, the index is a. Um, afraid I use Google. Um, <laughs> the index is about 1.663. In other words, um, you know, you, your average wage is $49,000 against an average wage in the UK of £29,000. In yeah. Australia, it's actually $82,000 is the average wage, wow. which is 2.786 times as much. Um, in Canada, it's $49,000, which is 1.6673 times as much. And in New Zealand, it's 49000 right. which is uh, 1.656 times as much. Here's the issue, though, though and, um, and I'm very aware of this. Um, the exchange rate actually works against some people more than others. So, for example, and I'll use the extreme example here, if you live in New Zealand, it's uh, $1.93.6 to the pound at the moment. Yeah. So the fact that you're earning 1.65 times as much is actually you know, pushed away by the fact that it's costing you so much more in exchange rate. Yeah. So, these are the sort of things we're going to consider properly over the next two months and come to some sort of conclusion. So I, I don't know what the answer is yet. In the next two months or so, uh, it's going to be one-to-one pricing. Um, for the, the health of the company, we cannot continue to do that forever. Um, yeah. So we have to make a change. But now I feel people have had a proper and appropriate uh, period of time to know that the change is coming. I think the nine days thing was was uh, it should have been earlier than that and it wasn't and I do apologize for that um, what we're going to do now I think is uh, spend a bit of time to look at these figures and work out what's fair for everyone um, we will have to charge more money uh, when it gets through the exchange rate and comes to us in the UK but hopefully we'll come to something which is it's good for everybody okay here's a difficult one um some people have said okay we understand uh maybe uh keep it the same for us and um charge the uk more or you know <laughs> that, that that's one of the suggestions well yeah i mean there is an argument that we put 50p on every uk purchase um and you know we'd be better off um but having said that, and obviously if we did that on a one-to-one basis, it would be 50 cents for everyone else around the world. Um, and I'm sure people wouldn't begrudge us 50 cents. Um, and I suspect a lot of people in the UK wouldn't begrudge us 50p. Um, but the reality is we, we have to get this right for going forward. 
um, because the, the download service is used by people all over the world and people have to pay appropriately to make sure that, that we're moving forward as a company. Um, one of my concerns would be if we put up a price rise now but didn't affect the one-to-one ratio, the reality is as Doctor Who is, it, it, it continues to grow in popularity around the world, it become a bigger and bigger issue. It's something we need to take care of now rather than later. Um, the second thing is at some point, undoubtedly, we're going to have to put up prices. We haven't put up any of our CD prices um, for the main range, uh, the uh, single discs, etc., etc., in uh, since 2004. Um, the downloads were introduced in 2006, and again, we've never put the prices up. Yeah. So at some point, we have to put the prices up. So I don't want to put all the UK prices up by 50p now, and then in two years' time come back and put it up again. Uh, I think that's unfair. So uh, if we did put a price rise up in the UK, uh, I would like to be in a position to say, this is the movement we're doing, but we're going to guarantee we're not going to put another price increase in for another five years. Yeah. Because then everyone knows where they stand. And I think, you know, when I speak to people at conventions, occasionally they do say to me, you know, you've never put your prices up. How do you do that? One of the ways we've done that is to increase the number of productions we do every year. So there's more money coming in and the economies of scales works better with our fixed costs. Um, but everything the, is going up though, isn't it? Everything goes up. Everything goes up. And what we were very aware of is... And it sounds like, you know, I don't want this to be a cop-out in any way. We're very aware that Brexit is happening. And whatever happens going forward, costs are likely to increase. Um, And in fact, some costs have already increased. So, for example, CD manufacturing has substantially increased over the last two years. Yeah. Um, So we have to work on the basis that things will change and we don't want to suddenly rush anything through. So... Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's it, really. Thank you, Jason. I think that was manfully done. Okay. <laughs> Before you go, um, I yeah. just I just wanted to lighten the mood with you, really. Yes. And uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know whether I've ever spoken to you about who your favourite Doctor Who is. Oh, blimey. <laughs> that is a very unfair question, yeah. bearing in mind you know full damn well that uh, we work with them all and I bump into them on a regular basis. Yeah, you so, better just pick Patrick Troughton like I do. Well, that's a really good idea. You know what? Recently, you and I did a, an event in Los Angeles. Yes. In which it was, who's the best? Yes. And it was, um, it was a, in a cinema in, in Los Angeles after the Gallifrey Convention. And our friend Sandra Manetti was running it, and it was great fun. But um, you picked Patrick Troughton, and for exactly the same reasons, I picked William Hartnell. (laughs) Because my argument was, if he hadn't done such a brilliant job at the start, we wouldn't be here now. Exactly. Um, So that is my answer. There you go. Well done. Neither of us us won the debate, though, did we? (laughs) No. It was was David Tennant. It was David Tennant, who wins everything. So... (laughs) Now, listen, if, if there were yeah. no limits on anything at all, uh, or, mm. uh, what would you like to, Big Finish to do? You know, what crazy, mad, I- impossible idea would make your day if we could do it? Either as an audio uh, or whatever, you know, the sky's the limit. Right. I want us uh, to 
produce a low-budget science fiction movie. Yeah. Which would be funded by Big Finish and also by a Kickstarter campaign. Um, it's something we talked about for a while. Yeah. Uh, and one of these days we will do it. Um, it's finding the right product and it's finding the right time to do it and the right team to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been working over in Australia with a wonderful team that's been working on a number of projects I've done. Uh, a couple of pilots for television. We did the animated series Prisoner Zero, which is on available on Netflix. Go and have a look. Um, and we uh, we'd love the opportunity to do something which was sci-fi based and which um, we could do in Australia. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, not least because Australia is very lovely and has uh, a forty percent. Uh, tax incentive on film. Okay. <laughs> Badaboom. So, so that's we what we're going to be doing next week. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But that would be lovely if we could do that at some point. I love the, uh, you know, I love the way I said the sky's the limit and you said a low budget. I mean, if the sky's the limit, it could be a really huge budget one. Come well, on. <laughs> no, because it's never going to happen. It's okay. Well, not but, even if the sky's um, the okay, limit. Okay, the sky's the limit. Give me $200 million and I'll go off and do uh, the, uh, the, the Doctor Who version of The Avengers. That's that. Oh, brilliant. There you go. Well, thank you. Listen, uh, you're in the Big Finish production office. I'll let you get back to whatever yes. you're doing there. I'm on my own at the moment. Are Sue, you? Yeah, Sue's just left because she's had a very, very long week. Dealing with the um, website, yes. With the website and the slight niggles that we've had. Uh, but she's sorted out 99% of them. So I think everyone's pretty happy now. But she's had a very, very long week. Yeah, she's so, been brilliant. She's been absolutely brilliant. So I said to her, uh, she was like, I think I might go home now. I went, yes, off you go. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yes, so hopefully she'll have a nice restful weekend and then come in bright and breezy on Monday to uh, finally finish off the last little snacks that exist on the website. Brilliant. All right, well, I'll leave you to it, mate. Okay. Nice to chat. And you. All right, cheerio. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. So thanks to Jason there for taking time out of his insanely busy International Man of Mystery schedule to talk to us. Uh, as you heard there, he's in the big Finnish production office. That was nice. Mm. Oh, he's a busy do- man. He's, he's he never... I can't imagine Jason just sitting in a chair and having a cup of tea. Just can't imagine that. I can't because he doesn't drink tea. Well, exactly. Well, there we go. That answers that question, <laughs> doesn't it? He's more likely to have a, a diet Coke or something. Um, so uh, we're about to delve behind the scenes in a spoiler-free way with Ooh. Ravenous 3. Benji, you worked on the sound design. You were sort of talking about it a bit earlier. Uh, tell us a bit about the story and the whole Ravenous series, plus your work on it. No pressure. No pressure. Well, the the Ravenous are back, and Ravenous are basically these horrible creatures, almost like clowns, and they've got horrible teeth, and they Ooh. feed uh, on Time Lords and Time Lord energy, so to speak. And so the fact that they're back after a long, long time is not good for the universe, not good for many things, but certainly not good for the Doctor and the Eleven and other Time Lords whizzing around in space and time um but it's it's one of those great sets where um these sort of and they're original villains so these are big finish villains as opposed to Mm. classic series ones or new series ones are it's a truly terrifying um uh, performance uh by the actors playing the ravenous and they're just so scary and the scripts are terrifying and 
making it you know you you try to make them as as vile and evil and uncomfortable as possible but it's just i think if you like your doctor who and you like your big finish stuff particularly scary and sinister and uh eerie then the ravenous range is certainly for you do they have a sort of crazy voice effect that you had to devise in a way yeah it's it's um it's they've not got such crazy voices but the original concept was that they had these sort of uh clown-like masky sort of things with huge mouths with lots of teeth and one of their uh things that they have is their their teeth chatter and so that was loads of me doing this going and then that was layered up uh you know so there was hundreds of teeth going all at the same time and the voice effect i tried to make it sound because they've got lots of teeth and big mouth that maybe they're sort of almost like there's six or seven of them talking at the same time almost it's Uh lots go lots goes into it and there was a lot of work that was put in to get in the ravenous to sound how they sound do you have any favorite scenes that you can remember you either particularly liked doing them or just liked listening to them there was um there was certainly a really good one in this box i won't spoil it but i will say and um, there's a great thing where there's uh, a character is behind uh some glass almost in a protective pod and the ravenous mm. is on the other side hammering it, it and uh i just i found it was just really fun to do because it was such a wonderful creative um thing to have yeah. an enemy there that's is gonna get you you know you, you, it will wait patiently um <laughs> but you know I, again I, I love all the all the stories that we do because they're all so different i feel very lucky i feel very lucky to work on the eighth doctor range um because um th- there's just they're their own sort of beast in a way and the some of the stories are just superb i just love it it's a real adventure for me a real mm. adventure well, it's, oh, it's very, very Yes, let's get behind the scenes with Doctor Who, Ravenous 3, Arsenal Nil. I'm Paul McGann, Doctor Number 8. Life's natural state is in competition for nearly every creature that evolves. Something else evolves to eat it. If you're not absolutely certain you're the top of the food chain, you need to watch your back. The old times on Gallifrey were no different. I see. The Ravenous... It's a little bit like with uh, the weeping angel, say. The incipient threat, the threat, uh, in this case, of being eaten, is so primal. Rather like the weeping angel, you know, it's, it's this close your eyes, open your eyes kind of thing. It's so childlike and primal. They're often the best. They do the work for you. The threat does the work for you. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, overwork it. They're the best monsters and, and the scariest scenes. My name is Nicola Walker, I play Livchenko. We're being trailed by the ravenous. They really are very, very persistent and they prove themselves to be very, very hard to, to kill, even at high temperatures. And obviously we have Eleven with us whose uh, Liv is extremely suspicious of. The only thing we have to hang on to is that to save his own skin, he won't kill us. You know, we, we're safe as long as his life is in jeopardy along with ours. I am Hattie Moran and I play Dr. Helen Sinclair. We left them on an exploding planet. The Doctor, he was like this inside that dead TARDIS. Never seen him panic in all the time we've been travelling, but he's scared, properly scared. I can't help thinking if that's what the ravenous do to then him. We should be terrified. We're stuck on a space station next to an abyss. Yeah, he's right about one thing. We look for escape routes. It was great. It was quite frightening. Lots of 
the threat was one of those sort of slippery things where it was sort of ever present and it, well it's the ravenous but sort of that sense of are they there are they on their way is it you know have we unwittingly kind of woken them up or got them going and, and seeing time lords panic which was something very new for Liv and Helen I think they were a bit kind of freaked out by that and yeah it was great so we had some truly frightening and, and gruesome sounding ravenai would that be the <laughs> let's go with that i'm susie emmett i'm playing bralix ravenous 2 and then in episode 3.4 i'm playing extra robots and uh, computer as well uh, my name is george asprey and i play ravenous ravenous 1 and also the glitch in episode 4 just from reading it, I kind of had a vague idea of something in my mind of what I was going to attempt to do. And then hearing George's beautiful ravenous was really I don't helpful. I not ravenous has ever been described as beautiful before. <laughs> oh, it's a work of art, at least. So, yeah, so trying to do something that was distinct from that other than being female, although I'm not sure you can tell whether I'm female <laughs> with what I'm doing, and also trying to be in in sort of like the same ballpark as well and a little ravenous family that we have going now. Do you reckon they're together? I, they're certainly <laughs> of a species. I think that's... No, I mean romantically. Oh, romantically. Oh. <laughs> Back in Ravenous Land. I'm not, I'm not sure they, they even have romantic thoughts today. It's no, pretty much maybe all not. about feeding. I think you might be They're right. <laughs> too hungry for anything else. Too hungry amorous. for anything else, yeah. Over to you. My sacrifice prepared the way. I have suffered. I survived their prodding and poking. Reached out across the vortex plain, found prey, starved myself so you may eat. Come closer and we shall feed together. Spot on. Thank you. Well done. Happy to move on? Yeah. It's so nice to hear the finished product um, with effects on and, and stuff like that. It's also pretty cool to go online and, and see what the fans think about it as well. And <laughs> they are extraordinary in the way they think about it and, and the way they comment on it. And they actually gave me some pretty good insight into the character that I probably should have had better insight yeah. into at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely made me think about it a lot more. And it's also very nice then for me to be able to revisit the character. Uh, we're going to tease you with the first episode of our brand new Dark Shadows miniseries, oh. Bloodline, in a few moments. Yeah. And um, before that, Dark Shadows producer Joe Lidster will be inserted skillfully into this podcast uh, to tell us all about Dark Shadows and introduce this new series. But before that, it is time now for our good chum Ran, the Randomoid Selectatron. Oh, well, let let's us see. see First time we've here. used the Randomoid Selectatron with the new site. Oh, yes, I forgot about that, actually. Um, does the site have an inbuilt Randomoid Selectatron, or does it just no. relocate <laughs> to the site? Cool. Well, it's worked perfectly, actually. Yeah. It's still uh, doing the thing, and um, it's actually offered up a free story, and it's a Dark Shadows story, so. Um, wow. I'll tell you about it and then we'll probably have to re-roll it so that 
you get the, the discount on it on something surely what's the free story the story is called dark shadows snowflake a ghost story for halloween oh, yeah. written by joseph lidster who read it um it's starring daniel collard and michael sean oh okay and that's a nice. completely free story all you have to do is have a big finish account log in and you can get it wow that's good yes and someone has already recommended it there's a new listener recommend thing on the site and it has has a thumbs up on it so that's good that is good isn't it yeah. all right well let's roll it again to give a discount to something then yeah okay let's do that it's got another dark shadows one how weird it knows ran knows things um this is dark shadows bloodlust oh well, that's the last series isn't it it certainly is yeah the last mini series well, which which bit of it is it so this this one came up with um dark shadows bloodlust episode 10 well oh okay well perhaps we should do bloodlust volume one yeah to, i think that's so probably that people more get, of a... get to yeah which is episodes one to six and we'll give you a 25 percent because if you've never had uh, one of these series before it would be silly to start at episode seven so this is stark shadows bloodlust episodes one to six um it was nominated for a 2016 scribe award for the best audio release some describe it as the town at the edge of the world when melody and michael Devereux come to collinsport on their honeymoon they don't know the secrets that are hidden behind closed doors but those secrets will be unearthed when an innocent is viciously murdered Oh, I say. That's rather good, isn't it? So, yeah. It is. Yeah, so to get 25% off this, uh, just click the link in the podcast news story at bigfinish.com. And then you'll ha- and then all you have to do is enter the code BUCKUP, B-U-C-K-U-P, no spaces, all capital letters, no punctuation, no nonsense, and BAM! You get 25% off! Can't say fairer than that, can you? And you certainly <laughs> can't say pharaoh than that either, um, if you I like can. Egyptian history. Pharaoh than that. Oh, you had it. to ruin it, didn't you? Not everybody can say that. Some people just, I don't know, can't can't say the word pharaoh. Isn't that weird that that really did select the previous series to the one we're going it, to tease? It really did, yeah. And, and before that, uh, another Dark Shadows release. So, you know, the world works in mysterious ways. And maybe maybe Ran uh, is it's a lot more than, than merely just a, a link on a magical website. A super computer. Created by Hannah Newman. Perhaps Hannah Newman's just created this artificial intelligence she will destroy all humans that's an explosion <laughs> um, time now for Joe Lidster to chat about Dark Shadows and the upcoming miniseries Bloodline 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 so Dark Shadows is a sort of American gothic horror speaker soap opera about the Collins family and the community of Collinsport we released a 13 part serial called Bloodlust a few years ago which is very popular, which is nice, and this is basically the next chapter in the lives of the same characters and some new ones. Uh, Bloodlust was a fairly straightforward murder mystery, but this is something quite different. Uh, It's tricky to say what it's actually about without giving everything away, Uh, but basically the characters of David Collins and Amy Jennings are going to get married, so lots of friends and family are coming back for that, including Julie Newmar as Dr. Julia Hoffman, which is mad and I still can't believe has actually happened. And yeah, 
The first episode was released on Thursday, and the rest will be released on Mondays and Thursdays. So the idea is that, like Bloodlust, you listen to each episode as it comes out, and you can discuss whatever your theories are on the forums and Twitter and everything. Uh, it will then be released on CD, I think, in April and May. Um, and yeah, you don't need to be a Dark Shadows fan to listen to it. Episode 1 features a mysterious character called Vivian Bell, who arrives in the town, so you get to meet all the characters through her. And yeah, I just hope people like it. And so now we tease you with the first 15 minutes of Dark Shadows Bloodline. for the Honourable Judge Matthew Young. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Well, let's not waste any time. We all know why we're here. Counselor for the prosecution, Mr. Haggerty, isn't it? That's right, sir. You may proceed. Ladies and gentlemen, an innocent woman was taken from us, murdered in cold blood, ripped from this world in the most violent way possible. Imagine if this was your sister, your wife, your daughter, imagine what she must have felt as the blood was drained from her body. Order, order, I will have order. Order. Your Honor, you see how the defendant shows no remorse, no compassion? I do indeed. Do you believe this outburst to be in any way acceptable, Miss Tate? I'm sorry, Your Honor. I just get the giggles when I'm, um, when I'm scared. Sir, if I may speak for my client. She is truly a monster. I'm not. I just know you won't believe me. I'm not guilty, Your Honor. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Sport, Maine. A town of old families, old ties, old loves, old grudges. Where some come to build a life and others come to forget their mistakes. But drawing a line in the sand isn't as easy as it looks. Some wounds refuse to heal. Some secrets demand to be heard. And some sins cry out to be punished. Was I asleep? Hello! The label on your bag says this is where you live. You know, I think I like it. Oh, the smell of fish! Uh, That's cotton sport. (coughs) Looks like it's just the two of us. Well, we'd better run before the conductor realises I don't have a ticket. Come on. I... I... Okay.
place usually so quiet? It's the beginning and the end of the world. And hi, by the way, I'm Jackie, and you're British. Why, Sherlock Holmes, you astound me. <laughs> I've been in New York checking out colleges. My mom, she's the local sheriff, by the way, sent me there by myself. You know what? Obviously, I'm telling her I hated every minute of it, but actually, I really enjoyed it. It was a long journey, wasn't it? I guess. It's just your babbling like you haven't spoken to anyone in hours. Oh, I just did that. What about you? Just visiting? Not exactly. I'm undetermined. Well, if you want a drink, the blue whale's good. Actually, if you want a drink, the blue whale's all we've got. And what do you do for fun, Jackie? You and your friends. Well, there's me and Cody and Harry and... Watch out! Oh, my God! Ma'am, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? I'm fine. It's cool. Just nearly got squashed by a crate. I'm really sorry. You're both all right? Thank God. Oh! I missed you on the train. I meant to ask you about your tickets. Tickets? How can you ask about tickets at a time like this? She could have been killed. Do you know she's the sheriff's daughter? Really? I'm okay. No, Jackie. I think we need to speak to your mother about this right now. Come on. Wow. You really don't want to pay for a ticket. Never pay for an outward journey. What if you don't like the destination? Talking of money... Did you see the labels on that grate? I know. Valuable, fragile, do not open. I wonder where it's going. It'll be Collinwood. Mysterious crates are just their thing. Collinwood? Owned by the Collins family. Like everything around here. Big house on the hill. Deserted mine. The Actually, it'd be quicker to list the places the Collins family don't own. Oh. Well, that's certainly food for thought. Ooh, food. I'm gonna get a burger. Do you want anything? Sorry. Who are you? No, I'm fine. And I'm Vivian Bell. And it was lovely to meet you, Jackie. Bye-bye, Vivian Bell. And welcome to Collinsport. <laughs> Episode 1 by Alan Flanagan. Dr. Hill, Sheriff Tate. Mr. Griffin, you're back then. Yeah. So what can I get you? A beer. And Ed, I've said already, call me Richard. So, how was your trip? Yeah, it was great. Time away from this place was just what I needed. Drink, Sheriff? No, just a water. 
I'm on duty in an hour. I'll bring him over. Mom, you gonna come down here and give me a hand? If she doesn't, perhaps I could. Whoa, um, yeah, you are... Yes, I'm new and thirsty. Sure, yeah. What would you like? We do cocktails now. You know, I'm not really a cocktail kind of girl. I'll have a beer. A Collins Port Special. Named after you. <laughs> no, no, I... I'll just get a glass. You from England? Pretty far to come for a beer. Well, a beer is just the beginning. So do you own this place? We run it. Me and my son. Jessica? I'm just getting a drink. So, welcome to the Blue Whale. It's lovely. Go back upstairs, Mom. I'm fine. It's all right, Ed. Willie can wait. I think I'll stay. Oh, hey, Rick. Hey, Rhonda. Jess, your son forgotten about our drinks? (laughs) Oh, God, if it wasn't for me, he'd forget to put his pants on in the morning. Mom? Personally, Ed, I've always found pants to be overrated. Oh. So if you run this place, you must be one of the Collins family I've heard so much about. God, no. (laughs) Bunch of spoiled rich kids. Obviously, they own it. Like they own... Everything. So am I taking these drinks over? Wait, do you think they're, uh, you know? Oh, love a bit of local gossip. Who are they? They do look kind of secrety. Well, he's the doctor at Collinsport Hospital, and she's the town sheriff. Now, I could tell you a few things about her. It's all right, Mom. You take those plates to the kitchen. I'll deal with the drinks. Oh, fine, fine. So, am I allowed to know your name? I'm Viv. So, let me guess. The men of the Collins family are stinking rich, but they've never done a proper day's work in their life. (laughs) You got it. Oh, they sound horrific. You must tell me more. show yourselves. You know, my son's just outside. Ah, Cody. I'm sorry, Mrs. Griffin. What are you doing in here? I just wanted to... Are you drunk? You know your dad's out there. I'm sorry. Please don't tell him. I'll get a cloth. I'll clean. I'll... Mrs. Griffin. Is this... Cody, give that to me. Just give it to me. Thank you. Just, um, look, I'll clean up the mess. You grab something from the fridge, line your stomach. Oh, hell, there's another beer in there if you want it. But go out the back door. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, I was a teenager once. Just don't do it again. Mom, someone to see you. Go, Scoot. Oh, and Cody. Please, please don't tell anyone about what you saw. Jessica Griffin, I'm back. Jackie, how was New York? Oh, you know, it was all right. I mean, it's just New York. Start spreading the news. Hello again. Oh, Vivian, hey. Jacqueline Tate. 
I suppose it'd be too much to ask that you'd go home before hitting the bar. My spidey sense told me you'd be here. I just wanted to let Mrs. Griffin know. Mrs. Griffin, I'm back and raring to go if you need help. Willie's helping out tonight, so you're off the hook. Come by tomorrow, though. Well, Mom, Jessica. Oh, hey, Dr. Hill. If my services aren't needed, I'm going to go and find Cody and head off up to Collinwood. Be home for dinner at nine. I gotta get back to Rick. Have you seen Cody? Yeah. He just went out back. Go through the kitchen. That's handy. I'm starving. Hey, try not to eat everything. Hey! Where'd you get the beer? Want a sandwich? Mrs. Griffin gave me it. Whoa. Are you... Are you actually drunk? As in, drunk drunk? Isn't that what teenagers do? Yeah, teenagers who don't have an IQ of a million. Hmm. You look kind of green. I feel sick. <laughs> was it that boring while I was gone? Do you want some water or something? Yeah, I'm okay. My mom's back in there with your dad, which is giving me creepy thoughts. Want to come to Collingwood? Spooky house on the hill? Pretty boy. No. No, I'm good. You sure? Yeah, I'm good. Go, I'll... I'm gonna head home and sleep this off. All right. Keep making good choices. How was the smorgasbord of Northeastern Colorado, Jackie? It was a joy, Cody. An absolute joy. Except for the fact that I have no idea what I actually want to do with my life. Here's your drinks. Thanks, Ed. Jackie looks well? Yeah. I just wish she'd stayed away longer. She's gonna be okay. We all are. You reckon? Alice Chen nearly caught us, Rick. We gotta be more careful. Don't worry, Jackie. A quiet, peaceful evening at Collinwood will cure what ails you. Hello. Oh, hi, uh, sir. Lena, I found it. Afternoon, Jackie. Uncle Quinnan, uh, just five minutes. The subject continues to stonewall me. Hi, Jackie. Thomas, stop calling people subjects. Leela, it's Jackie. We've met, like, five times. Yes, sorry, sorry. Come in, come in. Is Harry around? I think he's in the conservatory. Oh, I didn't know Collinwood had a conservatory. It didn't until Carolyn's mystical makeover last year. Amy! Let me see that diamond again. <gasps> wow. Set a date yet? Nope. Just basking in the glow. <laughs> Amy, honey, want to help me do unspeakable things to a turkey? All right, I'm coming. Well, if my door-holding services are no longer required, I might get back to work. What's that, tomboy? It's a tape recorder. I found it in the attic. It looks older than you, although that's not saying much. I'm making a documentary about the Collins family, starting from me and going through generation after generation, stretching all the way back to me. <laughs> this family is weird. Well, wolf boy, I'm not part of the Collins family, so I guess I'm not needed. I'll go find Harry. Run while you can. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.